Hey, this is Eric from Catching Light. Hey, this is Hemp. Hey, this is Glenn. Hi, I'm Steve-O. Hey, this is Drew Hines with Hindsight Imagery. This is Matt Callahan and DigiMatty Photographic Services. Hey, this is Jason, and welcome to Tales from the Pit. Welcome to Tales from the Pit, the behind the lens access for concerts and photography. Today is our part two with theory drummer Joey Dandino. Uh, Joey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. What's your what's the craziest tour you've been on? Uh, I um you don't have to give details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, give the details. <laughs> uh no, I cut that out. Was probably the craziest. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee is a maniac, uh, or at least he was. Um, he uh, <laughs> he didn't like come around a lot, like to hang out with us. He kind of kept himself a lot. But he had the first tour we did, the Saints tour. He had uh, an undressing room, and it was always for some reason. We have one of those too. You have one of those too. Everybody walks in, takes their clothes off. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so not for the same <laughs> reasons though. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we, uh, for whatever reason, they would always put his dressing room, the undressing room right next to ours in the arena. So um, we'd get off stage and there would be literally a line um, <laughs> right past our dressing room from the, from his dressing room all the way past ours down the hallway of essentially just women waiting to get into the undressing room where they would sign a, waiver stating that you know you go in take your clothes off and what happens in here stays in here so and tommy would um he'd have a, a full dj set up a full pa and uh, set up every day and he'd go in there after the shows partying and drinking and having a good time and he'd go in there and dj for all the people that were in there um got it. that was ridiculous every night i'm like this is out of control and then i think um i think when we we did this, the Motley Crew, or the Crew Fest 2 run. I think Nikki Six was like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this. You're going to have, if you want to do a party, you go outside because we did a amphitheaters uh, down that run. So he's like, you got the whole backstage parking lot. Do your thing out there. So Tommy, I guess, was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I can do that. So he actually um, got a circus tent and he <laughs> hired an entire crew. I think they were all, they had their own bus. And he had a full like line array PA hung in there every day. Um, and they would decorate it like a circus and it was insane. And uh, it was just like full PA, a full production lighting. I mean, it was nuts. And it was a huge, oh, wow. it was a huge And every night he would, uh, that we were playing, he would massive parties and like Pamela Anderson would show up and like all these people were showing. I was like, this is ridiculous. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was like, and and right, actually, yeah. funny enough, so uh, we were, we had finished the show one night, we're all um, backstage, and I guess um, Tommy would cover, He, I guess in a tour he'd run like, 
like t- ten or twenty thousand dollars worth of like fireworks, and he'd blow shit off in the in the in the parking lot after the shows because he had like ridiculous amount of fireworks, and he'd put on these displays, and the cops would show up and tell him to stop. And and one night, I guess he had sparklers in his hand, and they melted or exploded or something, and and melted his his hand. Ooh, so gosh. I was sleeping at that point. I wake up in the morning to my guitar tech um knocking on my well my curtain on my bunk and so he's like you know you can shake it and knock on it and he's like joe joe it was like 9 a.m and i open my curtain i'm like dude what 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 he's like uh nikki six needs to see you what more details and he's like nikki six needs to see you in mick mars's dressing room that's all i got you gotta go I'm like <laughs> okay what are you serious he's like yeah get up you gotta he's looking for you Okay. So I go into the dressing room to Mick Mars's dressing room. Nikki six is in there. Tommy's drum tech Viggy's in there and the tour manager's in there. And I walk in and I was like, uh, what's up guys. And I thought that I was like in trouble, but I'm like, I, th- I didn't do anything wrong. I like, I don't understand what's happening. And Viggy goes, sit down. Holy cow. <laughs> so I sit down, no idea what's happening. And he goes, so listen, a uh, bit of a problem. Tommy hurt himself last night. We may need you to play drums for Molly Crutin. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, yeah. So, <laughs> and Biggie's like, look, I, I don't want to be the guy, this, this guy to have to bring that on you because it's, that's asking, asking a lot, but we don't have a drummer. Like Tommy's in the hospital right now getting his hand casted. So w- you may need to play tonight on the side note. We're going to call Morgan Rose as well um, because he understands the, the Q system and the click track system that Molly Crew uses because Viggy set up Seven Dust's rig as he yep. set up Molly Crew's. So it was the same system. And it, that whole show, the Molly Crew show, is all on cues. So you can yep. hear cues in your head all night because it, 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 you know, I mean, there's massive production going on. So you hear all that. And I, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know how that worked. Um, but they also knew that every night, I would go out and watch the show at front of house because their, their sound guy told them that they would, he'd, he'd see me uh, standing next to him at front of house, watching the show every night. Um, because I love sound and all that. stuff. So, and Ma- Andy had a killer mix. So I just watch, I just watch their show every night. So I was very, fairly familiar with, with the songs. And uh, so Biggie's like, look, we're going to call Morgan. If Tommy can get him here tonight, today, he plays. If he can't get him here, you play. And I'm, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And they didn't want to ask Shannon Larkin from Godsmack because they were playing right before Motley Crue. So they didn't want to have him play Godsmack set and then a Motley Crue set. Yep. They figured, well, they, they saw me play and they thought that I would be able to play it well enough. And um, that was a massive compliment. Like Motley Crue thinks I'm good enough to play drums for them. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so he ended up getting uh, 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 Morgan on a flight uh, that day and, and he he showed up and Morgan gets out of the, the van backstage and I just happened to be standing there when he w- walked out of the van and I'm like hey man and this is the first time I met Morgan and so he had no idea who I was and I said listen I I'm the other guy that they asked I've been learning these songs all day I haven't eaten my stomach fell out of my ass when I got that so I had no appetite I was so nervous and so I so I told him I'm like look I don't know if you know the songs. I'm kind of familiar. If you have any questions, just feel free to ask. I'll do anything I can to help. 
and he looked white like he looked white and i'm like dude uh anything you can let you know just let me know and he goes this is actually one thing um I'm like yeah what's that he goes um can you tell show me how to play these songs i've never played these songs since i was a kid like he white <laughs> White as a ghost. He was so nervous. Oh. Like, oh my God, dude. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm, I feel so bad for you right now. And so he left and went in and Tommy started work with him right away. And I walked out front and I kid you not guys, I walked out front to watch a show. Now every band that was on that bill, there was a side stage of bands that were running on like a Jaeger stage that, that they, they put up um, during the day before like the, the, the crew fest bands would go on. Even those bands were there. Everybody was at front of house watching the show because Morgan's on stage. And this is the time when Mick Mars actually was, I don't, he was having a lot of problems with his neck and his back. And I, I think he was, he was having a bit of a tough time on that run. And so he got, I think he got confused during the, the um, girls, girls, girls solo. And he started playing uh, a different solo over that song. And it, I think it just screwed up Morgan and the band train wrecked halfway through the song and stopped. Uh, and uh. everybody at the front of house looked at me and went, I bet you're glad that's not you right now. Man. <laughs> Holy cow. I don't know what I would have done. I was just, was just shitting myself. Apology, <laughs> But like, it would have been a mess. So, uh, yeah, that was my story for the, for that. But, um, uh, at the end of the, at the end though, I, I was still, it was like such a, insane feeling that that i got asked to play drums for motley crew on a tour so i'll never forget that that was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me and that no tour kidding. was ridiculous to watch every night Good yeah, okay uh, yeah that's I, I can't i i can't even imagine that was the nuts best that one be. so far yeah totally <laughs> yeah, yeah totally we now was tommy doing things. the roller coaster thing at that time too no and um no he wasn't he just um he had that massive he had like a huge kick drum where you could like barely see him. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but I played on the kit and uh, in soundcheck one day I went up to look at his, his kit and uh, Viggy was like, Hey, you want to, do you want to play the kit? And I was like, I'd love to. And I didn't, I didn't even put two and two together, but he had a, you know, like he had, like we all, we all use in-ears for monitors, yeah, sure. but he actually has behind him a full PA, like a massive arena PA just behind him for wow. his, so that he can feel the kick drum and the bass guitar, you know, and I didn't have any ears in. So I get behind the kit and I set it to Tommy's kit and it's this gigantic, you know, big, huge bass drum. And he's, it's just, everything's big spread out. Cause he's kind of a lanky tall guy. So, yeah. you know, everything was big. I look like a little midget behind his kit and I, I grabbed the sticks on his, on a snare drum and I pick it up and it was almost like, I didn't know what to do. I kind of was like, this is weird. <laughs> And uh, I, so I hit, I just put my foot on the kick drum uh, pedal and I hit the kick drum once, bam. And the PA was on behind me. I didn't know, scared the pants <laughs> off so loud. I'm like, wow, holy moly, this is ridiculous. And Tom Biggie's like, dude, play. So I'm like, all right. So I get like this massive stance. Cause I, you know, he's lanky and I just start smashing on Tommy's kit. And it's this wall of drums, just smashing my back. I'm like, I've never experienced sound coming from like drums that massive coming from behind me so that was a that that was an experience on its own i never i'll never forget that either that but yeah no, no awesome. coaster. thank goodness because i mean if he would have run me around that i've 
throwing up all over your yeah, shit. Yeah, you, you have to fill in with all Tommy's drum solo stuff and do a roller coaster and everything. Yeah, right. No, thanks. <laughs> you have to do it all in a Speedo, too. <laughs> that would be bad. That would be terrible. <laughs> That's super cool. So let's uh, let's let's we'll do a little bit of photo talk if you don't mind, uh, seeing as how we're all photographers. So yeah. do you? So does theory ever like um, tour with a video or photographer at all? We don't. Uh, we 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 try and uh, tour pretty pretty slim. We got we just we carry one bus, keeps the cost down. Everybody piles in, twelve guys, and where we go. Uh, so we don't really have the space for it. Uh, and you know, I kind of like it'd be nice. But uh, it's just, it, it's pretty fairly costly. And I don't know that we uh, have that kind of money to be, you know, uh, bringing out those guys. We, we try and make friends with, with uh, photographers and, and, and such uh, along the way because, you know, they can come out to where they live, you know, and maybe try and shoot the show. And so I get a lot of, I got a lot of uh, messages from photographers that will reach out to me personally and say, you know, I'd love to, to, get some photos of you and the band tonight. Um, wondering if you could help me out. I'm like, yeah, I'll get you a photo pass and you can stand out there for the first three and, you know, shoot you your heart made, out. You just made three friends tonight. So just keep <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> yeah, we'll be back. We'll be messaging when you get back on the road. <laughs> yeah, no, I am usually pretty good for it. I, um, and you know, I'm like, just if it's okay, if I can have, you know, use some of the photos and everybody's like, yeah. 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 So, so, so when it comes to that, so I'm a, you know, from the photographer's perspective, you know, our job is really, you know, for, for us working for the venue, our job is really to capture the fan experience, but we get to actually shoot the band as well, which is sort of the icing on the cake. But when I, you know, I can't imagine what it's like from the artist's perspective. Every night you're getting tagged with on social media, so many photos and stuff. What do you like to see and maybe not like to see in photos when people are taking your photos what are you liking? What are you, what are you looking, hoping to see? And what are you like? No, don't do that anymore type of stuff. Do you have any opinions on any of that? At first I did. Cause I thought that, um, cause I make funny faces when I'm play yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and it seemed like the photographers at first, I thought that they were, they didn't like me. So they tried to f take sh uh, photos of me when I looked my worst. And then I come to realize that it wasn't their fault. I just make them these ugly faces nonstop and, and they don't have a choice. <laughs> so it's on me. Um, so yeah, no, I don't, no, I don't have any, I, I, I just ha having a photographer take a photo of me playing is to me a massive compliment because uh, you got to remember that I'm not the star of the show. Uh, I, I don't have the voice that people are listening to. I'm not, I'm not portraying the message that most people are coming to the show to listen to people love lyrics and melody and and you know i don't i mean i give melody a little bit but you know it's all about my singer and you know he's a he's he's a very good looking individual so you know women just they love him um and so i i i have like i get on stage and it's like i don't exist and it's fine i just so when a photographer wants to take their camera off of him and put it on me for a sec that is the ultimate form of flattery because it's like they 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 really they want to get a, a, a capture a shot of me playing drums and that's that's so awesome so i um i'm all about it like you know even if i look terrible and i got this ah, goofy face or something 
go for it. You know, it's just, it's flattering. So thank you. It's funny you say that because we had Barry, I think it was, it said the same thing. Yeah. We get a lot of of the musicians actually say the same thing. It's like, you know, you have guitar face, Ryan Roxy was saying, yeah, you get guitar face and you're like, as you're soloing. Barry was saying he always looks angry when he's drumming. He's like, that's not me at all. I'm not, yeah. I'm the calmest, happiest guy there is. But every photo, I'm like, yeah. You know? I'm the same. Yeah. And when yeah. I'm singing, I'm full. I'm, ah, I got my mouth open because I'm singing high harmonies, but it looks like I'm just yelling at people and I'm so angry. I'm really not. Yeah. yeah. I, enjoy, I, I enjoy uh, photographing the drums, actually. I'm, so I, I include everybody in the, my photos when I can, meaning singers and all the way through. So. Yeah, no, I can, I can uh, send, tell you I that's a much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious when I say that. Yeah, you're the me. hard one to get because you're covered. Yeah, yeah symbols get in the way. It's true. Yeah, I hear that a lot, which is yeah. why mm-hmm. people don't photography. You don't they don't shoot me as much. It's just that I've heard that it's hard yeah. to get. Yeah. You. Yeah, you're drummers, the challenge. <laughs> drummers are my homework when it comes to photography because yeah, obviously you're hidden behind shiny symbols and stuff like that. So the camera right. focus is always going to jump to those. Yep. Usually yeah. your lighting is somewhat difficult depending on where you are yep. and what's going on in the song and stuff like that. So yep. usually I shoot all the fun stuff and then I'm like, all right, now I got to get my homework. I really need to get the drummer because you know you want the full band, but the drummer is sort of the that that skill set you got to start working on. So yeah, we. It's, you know, it's, it's important to get everybody, you know, in my opinion, I'm all about the rhythm and I'm all about that kick drum sound in your chest at a show. So, you know, I, that drummer is a whole foundation to the everything. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I certainly appreciate that the killer drums and the killer sound and all that stuff. So yeah, totally, totally. So it's, it goes both ways. Yeah, no, but what you're to, to go back on what you said, you know, it's 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 a task to to get that drummer in a mm-hmm. in a good spot. And I've 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 had some photographers get me in an amazing photo. And I that's the first thing I'm like, you must be a really good photographer because that was not easy to get. Like that that and, and like they got the the lighting was just right. I'm like, wow, that's a well done. Like well done. <laughs> you obviously yeah. did your homework, so good for you. And it's so I it's super easy to appreciate good photography. Awesome, awesome. So, um, time-wise, how are we doing, everybody? Um, I don't. I want to be respectful of your time, Joey. Um, you uh, got time for maybe a few more questions? I'm I'm here for you guys, man. Let's chat. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, Glenn or Hemp, you guys got any uh, additional questions? Um, I don't. I don't think I looked at my list here. I I've pretty much covered everything that I could. Okay. Ask I, Joey I got plenty more. Great, if you, Hemp, you got anything? Um, yeah, just one or two. Go ahead. Um, have you ever had to deal with, you said at the beginning with, um, fans coming up to you with looking for autographs and all that. Have you had to deal with any really crazy ones? <laughs> Here comes another good story. Besides, you can talk about. Um, <laughs> besides Tommy Lee. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I is this PG? <laughs> oh no you can go, go wherever you want to go with this it's up yeah, to you <laughs> so um yeah we so we were we were doing a festival um we were doing a meet and greet and uh this this young younger guy is in line and he gets to us at the table and he's wants our autograph so we signed for him and he's so excited he just you could tell he was a fan he loved the music he's been there since day one just really wanted to say hi to us 
and just tell us how how much he enjoys listening to our music and and loved watching us play live and that was such that was awesome gets to um dean who was sitting on the end of me and i was third from last and this lady walks up and she's having a good time you know and um she, she gets to um she gets to dave who's sitting next to me and uh she says you guys are the best and uh, i want to i want to i want to uh, show you something you guys are never going to forget oh, like, oh, what's that <laughs> she <laughs> takes her her nipple out and she starts squeezing it and milk starts shooting oh, all over and it hit a stream hit the kid next that night that kid, nice kid young kid right was next to her and he had a right in the, he had a right in the face oh. and he's like, what are you doing and she's just like yeah just squirt 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 and just and i don't know if you guys have seen that ever like for a pre- she's pregnant obviously and she's having a good time i'm like this is not good and like, it's, it streams it's like shoot streams out i felt sick i like <laughs> gagging uh, like it's you not do, a very I, good taste, oh, is it? Now, <laughs> what is going on? Why? What is this? Why me? Why are you doing this? Hey, this is crazy. She was right. You'd never it. forget it. People are having a good time. That's cool. But I mean, <laughs> you gotta have like, like a little bit of tact. Like when you come up, see, like you just, you know, that was a good one. I <laughs> aim better. So you got milked, basically. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, like we were, we all went like whoa, like you know, back in our in our chairs, like whoa. Oh, bang right in the cheek you know and uh i felt bad and and <sighs> but you don't forget it she was right it was a story on those oh yeah too. <laughs> Cer- yeah certainly that's not crazy. covid so compliant far. that's for sure oh, man. <laughs> definitely not covid compliant that's for you sure. glad you asked uh, that question that was, that was no compliant <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to cut that one out. That was a good one, though. Yeah, we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> so I said it. This is PG. Yeah. Yep. When, uh, um, so so now COVID's here. Are you guys working on anything at all? You just are you just enjoying the downtime? You got yeah. Any plans? I know you dropped an album and then kind of really can't do anything. Well, gonna- yeah. So. We, we, we're, it's still actually being in, it's in rotation right now. We're just yep. about to release a third, third single. So, uh, history of violence was the first, it, it went to number one on active. We were, we were touring it. Uh, and then, uh, we came off the road and, uh, we'll keep spinning. We, we got released and now, uh, that's done now. And now they're about to release our third single, uh, like soon. And there's actually it. a feature on it. I won't, uh, okay. I won't say it yet, but it's, uh, but there's a feature on it. Um, it's not on the record, so it's a it's a radio version, but uh, or and and for streaming as well. But it'll be coming out soon. Oh, cool! And, awesome. But as far as that, no, we're not writing yet because um, we just we don't really know what's going to happen. And and uh, but I, I have a feeling that we probably will start fairly soon. Start writing yeah. soon. Now, yeah. drumming is a pretty physical activity. Obviously, do you do you do a regular workout to keep yourself in shape and uh, I, yeah, well, some, I mean, drumming is a workout. So, oh, yeah. um, uh, I, I, uh, I don't do a lot of, uh, like I try and like, it's my neck and back and, and stuff and, and low back are kind of the ones part of the body that really gets kind of beat up. Mm. Um, 
So I try to, I just try and stretch those out and get massages when I can and work those out and a lot of chiro uh, practice to kind of just keep everything lined up. Yeah. Uh, and then just, uh, that's really about it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, diet is, um, I need yeah. to clean, yeah. The, um, oh, shoot, I was just going to ask you, dang it, I had a question. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, are you guys going to, thinking about any sort of live online show like everyone, all these other bands are doing anything like that at all? Or We thought about it. We talked about it. Uh, but it's, we would all have to get into the same city to do it. Yeah. And we all live in four different cities one of which is still in Canada. So uh, yeah. Yeah. to, to be flying around right now, it's just kind of a, no, it's just a no, no. Yeah. So we're, so no, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, my, my singer does, he's been asked to do some acoustic, uh, yeah. like three song acoustic stuff that he's put out. Um, but full band stuff. No, I don't think, I don't think so. I would, I mean, I know you guys have done little bits and pieces like that, but honestly, I would love to hear a full band acoustic live or even recorded studio versions of your stuff well we've actually done a lot like full acoustic tours oh really we did yeah so it was like all acoustic guitars and a drum kit oh dude yeah (laughs) and it was cool we did it we've done it twice in canada and the fans said that it was the best show they've ever seen us do it was like stripped down yeah and we had we had everybody seated uh spread out without the state within the stage we put out some production we had like uh candelabras we put up with like all these old style like church candles and stuff and we lit lit them all and cool backdrop and stuff and it was a really cool production and we did everything acoustic guitar and and drums and it was it actually sounded awesome i i that was probably one of the better tours i've ever enjoyed because of the way it was played and uh the production value i thought was just so cool and and it was all theaters yeah. And uh, and the fans just got like super cozy and comfy in there, and it was it was awesome, and it sounded yeah. awesome. It sounded so good. So I couldn't believe how well this translated on acoustic guitars. Yeah, cool. Can you what, find how, any of that you... kind of stuff online to to look up? Uh, I'm. I mean, it, it, we didn't uh, do any professional uh, audio video of it, so it, okay. I mean, if it's somebody's phone. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what year was that? I'll definitely like that. Have been, uh, we did one. I want to say we did one on the Savages uh, record cycle. So that okay. would have been uh, 15, 16, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere in there, 17, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go look at that. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's, that would fuck, I would love to see that. Cool. that would, that'd be something I wish you guys had recorded and put out. So, you know, maybe as a bonus, whatever, you know, I would love to see that. That absolutely. Yeah. Well, cause we put out like, we just recently released a, a, a live footage of us playing in Montreal. Um, but it was, you know, it's full production, full, full concert, but I, it would be cool to do that. Yeah. Like do yeah, it totally. a full, like camera crew, come out, film, a sh- film a show, you know, 4k, you know, even just the audio, I would, I would love just to hear the audio as well too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Video would be great too. Absolutely. I, yeah. That, that would totally, cause your guys, I mean, I have not experienced that, but uh, the way your songs are structured, I think that would sound amazing. It, uh, it actually does. It believe, yeah. I would 
I wouldn't steer you wrong. It actually sounded really, really good. <laughs> oh, dude, I, 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 would, I would kill for that. That'd be super cool. When it comes to, um, we'll just give it a couple more questions here. When it comes to touring, I mean, you guys have toured with so many bands. Is there a favorite artist you toured with? Any favorite, you know, tours or anything like that? I, obviously, Motley Crue, but <laughs> anything else? <laughs> um. We've we've gotten along with a lot of the bands that we've toured with. Uh, Chris Daughtry went a, when did a run with him a while back. That was that was actually really good. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. Awesome. He uh, he really would go out of his way every day to just say hi and make sure everybody was doing you know having just having a good day. Uh, him and I actually had a um, a chop off. So how could how, who could grow the best chops? <laughs> and. Uh, uh, I think I won that one. I we walked out of that. Uh, it was an eight week run, I think, and I had these gigantic chops. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we did took a photo together. And yeah, no, it was uh, that was he was he was just a, a delight to be around. Um, but like like I said, we've done so many tours with like Three Doors Down. We always had fun with those guys. Uh, we've done a ton of touring with Pop Evil. They're always a f- fun bunch. Yeah, I mean, I love those guys. Yeah. Uh, and um you know obviously molly crew was a blast uh so did some one-offs with leonard skinner those guys were really nice they were very cool um we did a show uh the last um we did uh the last uh not the not this past surges but the one before last year not not this one, the, the, not the yep. COVID surges, but yep, the one yep. before, uh was with snoop dogg that was cool as, as well. <laughs> yeah and then um who else, man? Um, I don't know. I can't even think. There's so many cool bands. Uh, Is there a band you'd want to tour with that you haven't yet? Uh, <laughs> I always want, like, I don't know if touring would, would work with them, but I always wanted to do a show with Aerosmith. I thought it'd be cool. And just meet oh, those yeah. guys. Just yeah. share this and actually, we were supposed to in Canada this, this uh, past summer. Um, not this COVID one, but the one before. And, and it, 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 fizzled out the promoters i guess it was the fire festival of canada i guess oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't work out but they were on the bill and i was looking forward to that yeah i just That's found awesome. an acoustic uh runner on you guys on youtube called angel do you remember that what is it well that's one of our songs yeah yeah it's, it's an acoustic version of it from you, the were live playing, show were you playing the um uh what is it um what the hell is that called my home yeah Cajon. so i don't know if was that a live show or is that like, a, uh, like a, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's in a studio type of that. Yeah. So we've done like some, some of that stuff in like radio station studios, okay. we've done yeah. a couple in uh, like at Sirius XM. We usually do those and, uh, and we do some in the label, like our label in New York, we'll go there and they have a studio and they'll, they'll do some of those to kind of put out for, yeah. for content. But I don't, I, yeah, that's not the live performance of us like on, Right, right. It doesn't look like it is. Yeah. So let's, uh, let me just ask a little bit more about recording process for you, if you don't mind. So when it comes to songwriting and recording and stuff like that, are you involved in that? Or is it like a guitar player and singer kind of put it together and then you come in and add the backbeats or do you have something you're added as well? How, how does that work for you guys? Tyler writes everything. He writes all the lyrics, the melody and all the guitar stuff. And so he'll write everything at home. 
he's got a really nice studio at home that he built. And so he'll demo everything up uh, at home. And then he's, he'll usually for, for my sake, he'll, he'll send his demo tracks over to me and I'll record drums on top of that. And sometimes if he hasn't recorded a bass line or something, I'll uh, sometimes I'll, I'll record one and I'll write a part and, and put it in just um, more so for me, just cause it helps me write down or, you know, write cool uh, drum parts that fit. Yep. Uh, especially kick drum patterns and stuff. And, um, and then I'll just kind of send it back to him and then he'll, if he likes it, he'll keep it. If he doesn't be like, just send me the drums and you know uh, yeah. So that's kind of how we do it. And, and then when, when it's all kind of demoed up like that, then he'll send them off to the label and the label will kind of give us the um, this is good. Let's, let's go to the studio or this isn't good. Keep writing. But usually like Tyler's a really good songwriter. So yeah. usually we get, you know, first, first submit and labels like, yeah, ready to, those are great songs. Let's, let's record those. So then we, 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 uh, then we'll hit the studio. And so the last two records, we, we went to London and worked with uh, Martin Tereffi, um, which was different for us because this second record, third record, and uh, fourth record and fifth record <laughs> uh, were all produced by Howard Benson in LA. And so we were like, well, we, we, I think we're ready to, to make a switch because we, we, we were, you know, we we're going to make a wake up call and we needed to, we wanted to, to do sonically a change and lyrically a change. And so we thought, you know, maybe we just, maybe just use a different producer. Yep. So uh, Martin Tereffi, uh he, he reached out and showed a lot of interest in wanting to do the record. So he's like, but I, I'm in London. And we're like, great, let's go to London. Let's get out of our comfort zone and let's go somewhere else. Right. So we, we got some Airbnbs and, you know, two of us lived in one and two of us lived in the other. And, you know, the, that was like a seven week uh, recording cycle in London that for wake up call with Martin. And that's when we, you know, that, that record had RX Medicaid on it. And, yeah. um, that song is probably the biggest song we've ever had to date. Now it blew past bad girlfriend and really songs of that. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, we, uh, we're like, we should, you know, we should probably go back and do another record with him. He seems to know what he's doing. So we did. And we came up with, with, uh, this, this new record now. And so, um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite a process. Um, was it very on. different from previous records? I mean, was the right was the recording yeah, process? Well, because, yeah, the recording process is way different. Like uh, Howard is very like he's he's got a method, right? And and it's like I do this first, and then I do this second, and I do this third, and it's very organized. And um, and you know he wants it. Uh, he wants everything re rehearsed and the parts perfect, yep. so that when we go to the studio, it's like just nail it. Like no, yep. no time for messing around. Right. So it was like, get, you know, I would go there and record 14 songs and I'd get drum tracks done in a day because I had my parts down and Howard was happy with the parts. And it was like, we go in the studio, we get a big rent, like a killer studio with a massive room. Uh, you ever, uh, like, you know, uh, um, Henson, uh, who did the Muppets, I think he wrote all yep. Yep. Yeah, so the Henson Studios in LA. So we recorded a lot in there because they had these wow. gigantic uh, drum rooms and they sound awesome. So we would do all the drums in there and then we'd go into Howard's studio and then record the rest of the record there. Whereas in London, um, Martin is like, 
it's just easy going. He's got this very Swedish laid back because he's from Sweden. It's a very laid back kind of guy. And he's got this killer accent and this, this good vibe. He's totally chill. And he's like, let's, let's do this today. And then let's, let's do that later. Uh, you know, what do you guys want to do? And it was like, so it was like, we were playing every day. He's a killer musician, plays bass, plays piano, plays guitar. And so he would sit in there with us and he's like, I don't, when we get, we get to London, he didn't want us to, to rehearse. He didn't want us to know our parts. He's like, let's, well, I got the demo. Let's just work off that and let's just see what happens. Let's just make magic in the studio. And so, cause he has his own studio. So, you know, he hires a chef every day to come in and cook lunch for everybody. You don't have to go anywhere. Right. So you just go in and just work. And then we take a big lunch break and this insane Moroccan chef, she's in there and she's cooking up these ridiculous lunches for everybody. And it's just ridiculous. Right. So awesome. And so we'd go there and we just jam and he'd play piano with us and we'd go through parts and like, it was a way different experience. And one day we'd work on this song and the next day we'd work on that song. And then the next day we'd go back to that part on that song. And then the next, you know, so it was just like all over the place and it was just whatever inspired us that moment. And that's how we came up with those two records. And they've been wicked records for us because they are so different. And when you're working like with, like for us, I don't know what it's like for other bands, but when you're doing the same thing over and over again, and then you go into something completely different, you don't really know what to think. So his, his calmness and his way of recording was almost like very calming and, and, and influential for us. And it allowed us to be creative because there was the pressure to like nail shit right, right then and there. So it was awesome. And I think we came up with some pretty cool records because of it. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's almost sort of a more classic approach to how records were made in the past versus today. Everything's so produced. And so, you know, chopped up. You're like, you, you don't have to play the whole song. You just play a part of it and we can loop it or whatever, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, we'll just fix that later. Just it's, yeah. it's enough. But yeah. it was like him. He's, we start jamming and his engineer is already recording stuff. Like <laughs> he's, you know, and we're just messing around trying shit. And I'm playing on, I'm playing parts on my kit that I don't even know if that's going to work. I'm just, and then, you know, he plays it back and everybody's like, sound great. Keep it. I'm like, I didn't even know you recorded, man. You know, but he captures everything because you never know when yeah. when when lightning strikes, right? So just let her go. And it was all live off the floor. And yeah, so that's those two records were really like that. And then once we made sure that we had all the right drum parts and, and stuff like that, then if there needed to be some touch-ups, we could do it. But everything was pretty much live off the floor. So when it comes to the songwriting, you know, you guys are really known for I want to say some of the comical sort of aspects of some of these songs, you know, stuff like that. Do you have, does, does, does your record label say, all right, you have to have a ballad. You have to have a satire song or something like that. Or, or is it, you just kind of free, uh, you know, whatever comes out. Whatever comes out. Yeah. They, awesome. I mean, I think for the most part, they were at one point, um, the A&R rep was, he was a little iffy about some of the like swearing a lot um, because at the time, when you were still selling CDs, like, you know, we'd go to Walmart and stuff and, and oh, yeah. Walmart always wanted like a, a version where it doesn't have all that. So they were like, why, why do you got to swear all the time, Tyler? Like, why can't you? that's how I, that's, that's what I'm saying, man, whether you like it or not, that's what I say. You either like it or you don't. Yeah. And uh, I'll give him that. That's where Tyler is like, he knows what he's writing and he believes in what he's writing and, and his message. And if he has to swear, he has to swear. Yeah. And it may not, it may, some people may be offensive. Maybe it's not, I don't know, but he's like, no, I'm, it's a song. <laughs> you like it or you don't. And right. so, I, yeah. but I think the label kind of let us do all that because 
of the history of the band. Like it, they've, I think they've, they've realized that we've proven ourselves to not be a bunch of hacks. You know, we can, we can write a quality record. Yeah. And I think your fans, you know, myself included, the 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 attitude of the songs and you know the journey your songs are taking us on you know you, you gotta you gotta be able to do it freely you know whether you're using the bad lyrics or whatever you know bad words or whatever i think that you know because of your songs and the style of the songs they they fit perfectly the way they are you can't edit those songs and still contain that attitude that's it that's yeah. it it's just that's the song right yeah totally totally so thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate your time so where can fans of yours go check out some stuff about you and what you've been working on stuff like that yeah so i have a an instagram page at uh theory joe and i post uh drum videos of me playing to our own songs just so people can kind of see what what it looks like uh, from my point of view. And uh, you can hear me playing how I would usually play the song live. And I'm actually playing along to our song. Uh, you can find me on my Facebook page as well, Joey Dandino. And I also have a YouTube uh, channel as well under my name. So you can find all those videos uh, on those three sites. Awesome. Thank you so and much be, for joining uh, us. And, and, and uh, watch out for our new single coming out very soon. Oh, awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, excellent. So thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. It's yeah, been a thanks a lot, Joey. Yeah, it's been great. Hey, thanks for watching this episode with Joey Dandanel. We hope you enjoyed it. You can check out more episodes on our YouTube page and our, our website, talesfromthepit.net. We'll see you next time.